Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Lots to get to today. This is going to be a fun show. We'll start here. I'm hearing from Legacy Media. There is this big fight going on right now about masks, and it's so confusing. What are we talking about? Where? Yeah, like, two little pockets of the United States. Yeah, I, I don't really know because the, I think I saw what was it an AP poll come out that said, I don't know, a majority of people supported mask mandates on planes. Except when you see the reality, when you see photos coming out of airlines or airplanes and airports, most of the people aren't wearing masks. So obviously that's something that if somebody asks you on the phone, you're like, oh, I guess, yeah, whatever. But in reality, you're not abiding by that. Not only that, they never tell you how they ask the question in the poll. Right. They mislead on purpose. So, I mean, there's this big deal that I don't think is much of a big deal to most people. And isn't it great that Sir Anthony Fauci, Lord Fauci, is interviewed by CNN Plus? Yeah, isn't that so fitting? Yes. Because no one cares what either has to say anymore. CNN Plus, by the way, is the streaming service for CNN that just got old yellered <laughs> yeah, yeah. less than a month after it started. But, yeah, a federal judge said that unelected bureaucrats in the CDC overstepped their authority by extending the travel mask mandate. And the chief unelected bureaucrat, Anthony Fauci, is very upset by that because apparently the CDC should have final say over anything at once. According to him. Yeah, this is crazy. And here's what he had to say. Okay. Both surprised and disappointed because those types of things really are the purview of the CDC. This is a public health issue and for a court to come so in what? and if you look at the, the rationale for that it really is not particularly firm well let's talk about the cdc and all the calls they've made at different points in time that were wrong and didn't follow the science and then you got found out I can't wait for the republicans to take the house and the senate and put you up on trial and we are concerned about that about courts getting involved in things that are unequivocally public health decisions. I mean, this is a CDC issue. It should not, should not have been a court issue. So the CDC is exempted from any sort of checks and balances. I get it. They can just arbitrarily do whatever they want, whenever they want, and there's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't matter if the teachers' unions get involved with the CDC and basically no. tell them how to go ahead and make this, what, law then, Lord Fauci? Yeah, you're exempt from uh, the law because you're the CDC. What the hell is he talking about? So for a court to come in and interfere in that is really unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it's against public health principles, number one. And number two, <laughs> Who decides what the principles are? Yeah, he does. And who decides what the laws are? <sighs> Not you. And number two is because that's no place for the courts to do that. This is a CDC decision, and that's very bad precedent when you have courts making a decision and looking at what the basis of the decision was it was not sound you must have lost your mind here in that david i did well i mean somebody it's been a while since i've taken constitutional law but 
When exactly was it founded that the CDC was the fourth branch of government? Uh, never. 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 It does not have more authority than courts. It doesn't. No. No, the, the judiciary absolutely trumps a uh, an agency within the within the federal government absolutely does this how tiny this little tyrant guy? man i know dude how he even has a job is beyond most of us i mean this is like the worst case of short man's disease we've ever seen oh, gosh yeah. yeah i didn't realize how little he was until i saw i was at, i was at the doctor yesterday and i texted y'all the picture of him yeah, standing next to is it katie turr or uh, no, not Kate. I don't remember. No, one, who, I don't remember one of the whoever it Hunt. Is. Hunt, Hunt, yeah. yeah, Casey Hunt, yeah, Casey, Casey Hunt. Hunt, yeah. Um, and they're standing in a room next to each other, and he is a wee little man. Now they say oh, yeah. he's five seven. No, he's not. Casey Hunt is five eight, and I know she's wearing heels, but she looks a few inches taller than Doctor Anthony. She looks Fauci. like Shaq look. next to him. <laughs> she does. <laughs> <laughs> She's taking him down in the low post. Yeah. He's defenseless down there. <laughs> house in the house. Yeah. <laughs> what he's like he's like four foot five or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that was a little hard to take. Meanwhile, a lot of talk about parents' rights when it comes to schooling. And the beat goes on. And what is this story, David? Yeah, the teachers union boss who worked overtime to keep schools closed and had a huge influence on Biden's COVID recommendations is now saying that Republican-led efforts to increase transparency in public education is a major disruption in schools. (laughs) (laughs) You can't make this crap up. This is Randy Weingarten, head of the American Federation of Teachers, speaking on a union podcast. Okay. They're doing it on the heels of a nationwide global pandemic that created great disruption for two years. So what they're doing is exploiting the fear and the anxiety of parents all across America, of people across America, about who only want their kids to have a normal, decent life. Right. Well, just pause it there you, for a second. The exploiting, you say, Randy? Yeah, yeah. They their justification for keeping schools closed and their support of keeping schools closed was that it wasn't safe to reopen schools until every building got a new HVAC system. Right. Yeah, that was just part of it. But anyway, go ahead, Randy. And instead of everybody joining together in America to get us out of the effects of the pandemic. These right-wing ideologues are just trying to create fear and anxiety and anger. Oh, really? Okay, Groomer, whatever you say. That's fine. So, yeah, all this stuff about saying, hey, you can't teach these little kids uh, uh, sex stuff, trans stuff, ask them questions like, are you sure you're a boy? You might be a girl. Because now we know what happens. There's been too many of these teachers that have sort of outed themselves online. And then the libs of TikTok puts it out there for the world to see. It's actually internalized homophobia and transphobia. Oh, that's what it is. You remember that clip? Say that pre-K through third grade are not ready for such topics is actually internalized homophobia and transphobia. No, it's not. Yeah, that's someone that teaches no, our little kids. We're very much ready for these topics and are way more accepting than adults when it comes to discussing these topics. <laughs> 
that's just one little example. There are tons of them. Parents didn't even know what was going on, and now the curtain's been pulled back. And so what is the reaction from the Randy Weingartens of the world and people on the left? What these these people on the right, these ideologues, how dare them try to protect children? They're ours. Bunch of freaks, man. It's a reaction to what you created, by the way. They didn't create anything. You did. Absolutely. You created this. This is pushback to what you created, freak show. Not only that, you think about it for a second. You had Randy Weingarten, all her ilk, trying to keep kids out of school to benefit teachers. Yes. That's what it was. But here was the backfire. Teachers started figuring out, oh, my gosh, they're teaching that to my kid? Mm-hmm. You got this going on? Remember the teachers would talk about, this is the problem with having the, uh, classes on Zoom. Now parents know what we're actually talking to the kids about. Mm-hmm. Clip after clip after clip of that being shared. So it, shove it. These people are terrible. All right. Much more to get to. Oh, Bill Murray is in the news. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. Your see boy, this. Bill Murray. He's not my boy. You're a fan. I like Bill. I'm, but that's, Bill that's Murray okay. has a lot of fans. He, yes. yes. I'm a fan of Bill Murray's. Yes. Well, what we all want to know is why uh, did this film have to shut down after his quote inappropriate behavior? I don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, I don't know either. This is in the New York Post. It's all over the place. Um, he's 71 now. He was filming this upcoming movie, Being Mortal. You know, along with some other big names, Ziz Ansari, Seth Rogen. And all of a sudden, uh, yeah, they had to shut her down. Uh, the quote was, after reviewing the circumstances, it has been decided that production cannot continue at this time. That's Searchlight Pictures. We are truly grateful to all of you for everything you've put into this project. It's one thing for a guy to do whatever, something inappropriate, a joke that went too far. They're like, all right, this guy's going to get canned from the gig. But to shut down the whole movie, have you heard of this before? No. David? No. I mean, when when Kevin Spacey had his issues come to light, they replaced him in the movie that he was starring in. Right. And that movie had already been filmed and ready to. it was ready to go. Yeah, who knows, man? But the post, you know, as they would do, is all of a sudden they're going back to, you know, what he did on the set of Groundhog Day and Charlie's Angels fall out with Lucy Liu. Um, Drew Barrymore said, yeah, it, can he, comedians can be dark sometimes. He just came in in a bad mood. Um, but supposedly headbutted a guy one time, mm. you know, had a falling out with Richard Dreyfus. With what about Bob? And well, Richard Dreyfuss said he's a bully. He's a drunken bully. Richard Dreyfuss has had a fallout with a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll wait and see if there's any more mm-hmm. on that. Um, Disney is the worst performing Dow stock. What's the story there? That and much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Um, this is enraging. 
at the southern border, uh, Bill Malugin is reporting right now from Fox News, is reporting that a Texas National Guard soldier has just drowned in the Rio Grande in Eagle Pass, trying to save illegal immigrants in the water. Uh, Texas DPS has confirmed they say a body has been recovered. It is enraging. Hmm. This doesn't have to be happening. No. You know, remember when we had our soldiers die in Afghanistan unnecessarily because of the ineptness of leaders? I'm feeling that same feeling again with this story. This should have been taken care of a long time ago. Mm -hmm. (sighs) That's so sad. It really is, man. Mm. It really is. That was this one's hard to, to take. Well, I wonder if legacy media is even going to pay attention to the story. I mean, the lead in the Today Show today—they're still talking about January freaking six. Oh yeah, I know. Golly, I mean, it's on a loop. Yeah. Enemy of the people, man. Uh, another story out there. Mentioned this. Um, CNBC. Anchor there said Disney is the worst performing Dow stock after a 31.5% tumble. That's what has happened in the last year. Wow. I wonder why that is. Anything been going on no, with Disney? No, I don't, I don't know. I huh? mean, geez, Mickey, hmm. Goofy, Minnie. Couple, I mean, couple bad movies. Uh, huh? What's going on? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They decided. They came out full woke. Yeah. yeah. They, just, they, they picked a side. They did well, and the other and thing went is, hard after that side. Yes, it's sort of like the libs of TikTok phenomenon. Was <laughs> Disney employees talking on what was supposed to be a private call, but Christopher Rufo got a hold of it, talking about yes, they're trying to you know go after your kids. They want to put a lot of gay agenda stuff in the programming. Uh, make no bones about that. So, yes, they've lost more than $20 billion in shareholder value. I played a small part in that. You feel good about it, don't you? I did. And when I hit that button to cancel my Disney Plus subscription, I was like, fine. I didn't ask anybody else to join me. I didn't tell you you had to. Why not? It was a decision I made solely on my own. But if you'd like to, by all means, I would applaud it. Yeah, makes sense to me. I mean, in our own little individual ways, if we can start sending a message collaboratively, we can make a difference. That's right. And you would do the same thing with Netflix if it wasn't for the Seinfeld episode. I would. Yeah, I would. You're you're standing strong. I like Seinfeld. (laughs) I I would pay an additional $5 a month for just Seinfeld episodes, yes. It's important to you. It's the only thing I watch. It's true. It's it. That's it. I watch nothing else. So, what did you watch on Disney Plus, by the way? Uh, the Beatles special. Oh. I got it for the Beatles special. Oh, okay. And it, then I thought, well, I'll hang on to it because there's got some it. stuff on there I don't mind seeing. And then I decided, no, I'm not going to do it. So Netflix hosting uh, softcore child pornography didn't bother you because signed Oh, I, I didn't partake in it, David. <laughs> well, it's there. I didn't watch Your it. Your money helps host I didn't that. supply it. <laughs> and, and, you know, as soon as somebody else grabs Seinfeld rights, then I'm off of it. I'm on to something else. What if it's Disney Plus? I can't do that. I can't. I can't go back to Disney Plus. I can't. So, wait. I think a lot of people admire Did you, you hear for this a strong today? stance. Right. Unless they have something that you like. Right. A show that you like. Well, yeah. Then you got to go back to it. But 
But no, no, I mean, but it's like I now you hear from all these all these people in Florida now saying, well, they might they might pull up and move. Please. Well, then do it. They're not going to. They're not no. going anywhere. By the way, uh, you might have heard this yesterday. Mike Tyson uh, is in trouble. Yeah. Repeatedly punching a guy who was pestering him on the plane. He deserved it. He was on his way from San Francisco to Miami for a weed convention. Yeah. Yeah. So the TMZ video kind of shows the guy being a jerk. Yeah. And then there's a cut to Mike just pummeling him. I mean, what do you expect after a while? Yeah. I'm not saying it's okay. But you're messing with Mike Tyson. Do you remember that Mike Tyson? My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Whoa. You're messing with that dude. After he wants to eat your children, then praise be to Allah. Got it. Do, do you remember, or did you see uh, Dana White from UFC posting on Twitter about this? I did not. No, says, I neither. This is the only way to interact with Mike Tyson on an airplane. And it's a joke video of Dana White sitting in an airplane seat. Mike Tyson, like, kind of just slaps his arm a little bit and says, hey, you're in my seat. And Dana White gets up and leaves and says, yes, sir. <laughs> Ice-T, by the way, has weighed in on this as well, saying Mike yes. Tyson punched somebody who was effing with him. The problem nowadays, people think they won't get punched in the face. Yeah. That is true. Honestly, there were a lot of people saying that after the Will Smith thing. Yep. There is a line, and with Mike Tyson, my goodness, you got to know where that is. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. I mean, if you're like, hey, man, I'm sorry to bother you. Is there any way we could do the selfie thing? Because you'd do that if you saw him. Tyson? Scott? Yeah. I'd ask. Or would you ask for the autograph? If I had a baseball. So it's only the baseball. Okay. But outside of that, you get that done, picture, and why do you continue to mess with the guy? Read the room, man. Well, it's Mike Tyson, too. I know. Right? I know. Um, there's leaked audio of Kevin McCarthy, um, who wanted Trump to resign after the Capitol riot. And he's being taken to task for some people for this. Yeah. So we'll listen to the audio, break that down. And Brian Stelter, another guy from <laughs> CNN. Sort of defending the left's grooming ways. <laughs> Get to that as well. Coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. <clears throat> okay. So this is leaked audio. What are we talking about here, David? Well, I, I don't know if it's all that surprising, but this is what a lot of national news networks have their panties in a twist over. Uh, it's the top Republican in the House, Kevin McCarthy, and he apparently wanted Trump to resign from office after the Capitol riot. Uh, the New York Times first reported this he denied it but then the audio of a house leadership call from january 10th of last year was leaked to msnbc the context is this they were talking about passing a 25th amendment resolution or presumably the impeachment that was about to happen and liz cheney 
asked Kevin McCarthy if there's any chance Trump would just quit. And mm-hmm. here is the thought of Kevin McCarthy at the time. I've had a few discussions. My gut tells me no. Um, I'm seriously thinking of having that conversation with him tonight. I haven't talked to him in a couple days. Um, from what I know of him, I mean, you guys all know him too. Do you think he'd ever back away? But now this is one personal fear I have. Um, I do not want to get into any conversations about Pence pardoning. I got. I mean, the only discussion I would have with him is that I think this will pass, and it would be my recommendation we should do that. Um, I mean, that would be my take, but I don't think he would take it. But I don't know. Hmm. They don't want to win so much. <laughs> So this is supposed to be a big deal, right? I guess. I mean, does this surprise anybody really? No. They're just anecdotally. Some of the biggest Trump supporters that I know had had it by January 10th. They were ticked in a number of different ways. I think there were some people that were loyal to the very end, but there were people that I never thought would break with Trump. A few days after January 6th, like, this is done. And it wasn't just because of January 6th. It was different things of leading up to it. The Rudy Giuliani and the other lawyer. Yeah, Sidney Powell, the Kraken lady. Mm -hmm. People felt like, I thought you had something. And that's what you had. I've been telling my friends, this is going to get turned around. And then we went Kraken and hair dye running down the face. You're like, you're making fools out of us. Yeah, they're trying to prove voter fraud in Michigan by using counties in Wisconsin or vice versa or whatever. It was a it was a sloppy job. Yes. Well, like it often happens, and it didn't take long for people to forget about that stuff and remember all the good Trump stuff because we had someone else come in and tank the country. But as far as where do Republicans go from here, that's the question that people are talking about all the time. Is the party better off with DeSantis leading it or Trump leading it? That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) And there's, I mean, debate on that. We've talked about it here numerous times. But as far as, oh, see, listen to this with Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Not at all. I mean, think about the different calls that Trump was getting on the 6th as it was falling apart different people were coming in and all you see is what's going on on the tv and at that time i mean for us chewbacca guy you know the QAnon shaman has become somewhat of a legend comically in our mind but at the time you're like what is going on what are you doing and it was so weird because you saw cops holding the door open for people to come in but then other people seemed to be breaking in it was just confusion And then Trump was pretty odd the next few days afterwards, and it seemed like no one was talking to him. I'm not surprised by this audio. No. Meanwhile, some audio out there. This is Brian Stelter, CNN. Jeez. Completely different topic. Yeah. And this has been talked about several times, as you know. It started with Florida, the parental rights bill. And 
the question for a lot of people had been, okay, as far as the left, are they going to try to defend this? Like, absolutely, it's necessary to teach kids about trans issues when they're in kindergarten. Well, they completely obstructed and changed the narrative to the don't say gay bill. That's what they they did. did. Yes. And that was nowhere in there was never the word gay was never even there. There was nothing there to indicate that that was true other than it was a catchy saying. You could say it and people understood it to be anti-gay. But then people understood the truth of what Well, then they finally found out the truth. Yeah. And they realized how ridiculous that was. So will the left defend it? What are they going to do about it? This was Brian Stelter the start of his show. Leading today's show with the rarely seen human toll of America's latest fight over LGBTQ rights. Uh, Okay, Okay. no. First lie. First lie right there. It it has nothing to do with LGBTQ rights. Nope. None. Absolutely not. Because I'm sorry, but if you are a teacher who identifies as non-binary or trans or whatever, Mm -hmm. it is not your freaking right to try to talk to kids about this stuff. Correct. It is not your right to do that. Do your freaking job or find another line of work. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons there are plenty of people in the gay community that are like, stop with this. This isn't the narrative. Anyway, go ahead, Brian. Let's just be honest. Hate. Well, there's a first. Please. Hate and homophobia is lurking right beneath the surface in American politics right now. Years of incredible. I. I, you know, I don't think that's nice to talk about Muslim Americans that way that have a problem with homosexuality because of their religion, Brian. Be accepting of everyone. Anyway, go ahead. Years of increasing acceptance of gays and transgenders is provoking a backlash on right-wing talk shows and in state houses. <gasps> that's the backdrop for this Washington Post piece about libs of TikTok, a Twitter account that shares and sometimes ridicules public posts from progressive educators and others deemed libs. <laughs> We're getting to some of the best parts of this now. Roll on. Kelly Lorenz's story revealed the identity of the conservative woman running libs of TikTok. And now there's a roiling debate about her story and the ethics of it. But there's no debating the influence of the libs of TikTok account. It's even helped inform Florida's recent parental rights law deemed the don't say gay bill by opponents. That's actually not even close to true. No. No, no, no. What what the what the anti-grooming bill is about mm-hmm. where that started was because parents two parents were concerned because their child was being groomed by teachers into changing their identity that's where it started the parents got completely cut out of the equation in this yes by the way the person that runs the libs of tiktok twitter account said to what brian Stelter said right there um, if that's true, this is one of the biggest accomplishments of my life, and I will wear it with a badge of honor. Yeah, if if, if Brian Stelter were a reporter, he could actually maybe actually find out the facts of ah. what the anti-grooming law is, because there's a lawsuit going on right now put forth by the parents of that child. I can't wait. We'll it's happening. It. it has nothing to do with libs of TikTok. And, even if it, and if it did... Well, freaking good, because these freak shows need to get the hell out of the classroom. Agreed. Here's the last piece of what Brian had to say. So here's what I want to know. What? What's it like to be caught in the middle of all this? What's it like for an educator who says that don't say gay law is a life or death issue for young trans people? Then that person needs help. It's not a life or death issue. 
they're wrong, they've been brainwashed, or they want to groom kids. Yes. Those are your options. The studies don't bear that out. But by the way, um, switching gears just a little bit, and David, you had this before, and it's making the rounds again. Um, this was an educator, trans educator, talking about uh, minor attracted people. Yeah. What does that mean? Pedophiles. Yeah, worked at a Oh, college. the map thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I remember this. This is one of the things that libs of TikTok blasted yeah. out there. This is not a leaked recording. It's not out of nope. context, even. It this is not. person put this out online as part of uh, their uh, lesson plans. They teach people that we need to somehow destigmatize pedophilia. So there was a question about it, and here's the person. So much for that question. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups like Before You Act um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. We don't care. They're pedophiles. I don't care what they want. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. I, I want, listen, if you are somebody and, uh, you know, hopefully you haven't acted on those urges, right? Mm -hmm. I understand. You may not be able to control that, but that doesn't make it appropriate. And there should be a stigma attached to it. I hope Absolutely. every single day Freaking you are worried about what this could do to you as you if you were to act on it. I hope you live in fear every single day that something's going to happen and people are going to find out that you're attracted to children. I want that fear because that fear will prevent you from doing it. You know, what's next? The murders advocacy group, MAG? No, I don't think they're going to go that road. Well, why not? Because this we're stigmatizing is people who kill other people. What the people? You know, it's still, dude. They're trying to normalize the kid stuff. This is so. That's the first step. This guy. It's not a joke. It's being taught in college courses all across the country. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. Right, more on that later. We got to get to Lori Lightfoot. Oh yeah, mayor of Chicago. Um, this is someone actually doing their job as a reporter, in my opinion, David. Yeah, I, I love this. Uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has done a lot to destroy her city, but she's running for re-election, of course. Now, a reporter unpacked her duffel bag of failures in front of her and then asked her point blank, why are you running for re-election? Oh, good. this is great. I think you'll enjoy. And instead of everybody join What? No. How in the world did we get back to Randy Weingarten? Across the street, we had a police officer on duty, the victim of a hit and run. We have Michigan Avenue, the magnificent miles now referred to as the mile of fear. The water tower place has thrown the keys back to the lender. They say they don't want to be in Chicago anymore. Real Chicagoans are asking me, how could you possibly even consider running for re-election as mayor of the city of Chicago after all the harm you've caused? Well, I disagree with you fundamentally, um, and I don't think I need to address any and dignify your comments one second further. Next question. <laughs> well, sure you do. No, I, I don't know. Answer it. 
But, you know, as far as the looters, I, I blame the stores. You should do more to get security. Remember that? For example, we still have retailers that won't institute um, plans like having security officers in the store, making sure um, that they've got cameras that are actually operational. Pass the buck like yeah. that. <laughs> what a disaster. Okay, how about a bill that requires drunk drivers to pay child support if they kill someone who's a parent? Yes. Bipartisan support. We'll get to that state and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Something that can bring the country together. Yeah, uh, Tennessee lawmakers have passed a bill that requires drunk drivers to pay child support if they kill someone who's a parent of a minor. So if someone's driving drunk, kills someone with kids, that person would be responsible in helping to provide for the children. It passed the state senate unanimously after sailing through the state house you know the part of the story i didn't see and i don't even know if there is this part of the story did anyone object and i'm Uh, just curious if so what was the point of the objection well you got to understand the drunk driver's lobby is very very powerful (laughs) no no i did not see any evidence of of objection that's that's a tough one isn't it or real argument and it's also inspired because there was a police officer who was uh, who was just on the job for, like, what, a month or something like that? He's a rookie cop who was uh, checking out a manhole area mm-hmm. uh, at night, I guess, and it had been overflowing with water, and a drunk driver hit and killed him. And the driver sped away, and right now the family, uh, like the widow of the police officer is suing for wrongful death. Uh, And so lawmakers are like, okay, we're going to get together and pass this bill. You're going to have to take care of this person's kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. I had a buddy of mine say, I was trying to stay away from it. You guys talked about it. Well, it's been crazy. Well, yeah. And you're trying to figure out, I don't know what's true and what's not. I come away with this, and I think it's where we all started. They're both pretty nuts, man. Yeah, they actually deserve each other. I don't even want to get into what came out of there yesterday with a text from Johnny to Amber saying the only reason we go for the throat is love. Just leave it there. And the back and forth on that. And then him freaking out in their kitchen. They showed that video. trial. Any predictions of how this thing winds up? Is he going to get anything out of this? Because he's suing her. Yeah. Claims of abuse and everything else? I'm going to say no. They're just going to go, you people deserve each other. You're both insane. Get out of my sight. Well, I don't think they're going to say you deserve each other. Get a counselor. Maybe you could work it out. I think we're past that. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Here's something I figured would freak at least David and Scott out. Maybe it'll freak you out, too. Holograms. We talk about people going on a hologram tour. I'm not a fan. I understand. It's just kind of creepy, right? Mm-hmm. But people pay to see it. Yeah. Did you know that could be the next big smartphone feature? Hologram? Just holograms in general? Oh, I'm sure. 
But not if somebody dead, correct? Well, or, it could be. Oh, geez. Okay. There's a team in South Korea came up with some new t- technology, and now they just have to figure out how to make it small enough to fit. So imagine what that would be like with your phone. Yeah, it would be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, it's, I, it's Star Wars come to life. Basically, right, but this yes. goes back to my headstone theory, right? I mean, every headstone would have one. You'd break the, break the light seal, and the person, you'd see the hologram of the person, they'd tell you about their life. Would that be cool or not cool? I don't know. I've never heard that idea before. Oh, I did it with just, just audio. I thought it would be cool if just audio was there. So you go to the cemetery, yeah, and you, hologram comes up right. and says, here's my life story. Right. Holy mac! Here's I want who my I was, hologram. here's what I did. I want my That's kind of cool. I want my hologram to just pop up and say, avenge me. <laughs> help me, help me. The gold this is, is in the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. President Biden in Portland yesterday said he, a lot of interesting things, David. Well, he, he he said a lot of things in only the way that he can. Oh, yeah. As, as somebody who is hopelessly in the grips of senility. Um, so, I mean, we'll just we'll just run through them one by one, right? He talks oh, these about, are fantastic, yeah. Uh, he talked a little bit about the infrastructure bill. Yes, he's proud of it because he wrote it. Yeah. As I said earlier, through the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which I might add, I wrote the original one with my own paw. I wrote it, sat down and wrote it. Mm -hmm. It The Easter Bunny costume on from Easter when he wrote it. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) He borrowed one of Beto's furry costumes. And then or maybe he wrote it as a child with his dad and he referred to him as Pa. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. Well, then he was trying to give a shout out to some Oregon officials, sure. uh, Ron Wyden, Jeff Merkley, senators and uh, Representative Earl Blumenauer. And yeah. he well, Blumenauer has a lot of vowels in it and a lot of uh, a lot of syllables in it. Oh, so. Uh oh. Look. Here's just some of the what we're this investment will do. First, thanks to Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley and, and Earl Bump and Earl, excuse me. I know. You can call me Bidden. Joe Bidden. I don't know if he ever recovered. They were trying to tell him how to pronounce it. Yeah, and then he said, Yeah, I know. Luminauer. Well, I know. If you know, then say it for crying out loud. And Earl Bump, and Earl, excuse me. Ah, Earl, over there, that guy. That guy, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know, all I, right. I Get know. Off my back. I, I forget how to say his last name because, well, you know, I we're such close pals, I just call him Earl. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Earl Bump, and Earl, excuse me. Yeah, whatever. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, and then he uh, went back to one of his favorite lies, uh, which included how much time he spent with Xi Jinping, the uh, dictator in China, uh, claiming that he traveled 17,000 miles with him when he didn't. 
No. I was with Xi Jinping. I've traveled with 17,000 miles and spent more time with any other world leader over a total of, I think, and we're up to 90-some hours of talking or meeting together over the last six, seven years. Yeah. And we're in the foothills of the Tibet. The Tibet? <laughs> what? Sure. He's rolling, man. This Xi Jinping thing has been debunked a million times. He's talking about all the progress. Why do you have to get in the way with your pesky fat? This is so Charlottesville, isn't it? I mean, you just keep saying it. Yes. Um, Why that, though? That's the. And then this next clip goes back to uh, a theory that I've had that maybe just maybe Joe Biden isn't actually senile, but he's an accidental time traveler. Like, he doesn't have any control over it. But, like, he blinks, he he disappears into the ether, and suddenly it's 2034, he's there for a few hours, and then he dissipates again, and it's 1930. He just doesn't know. He's like the Doctor Who uh, of, of presidents, right? Because he doesn't know how long he's been in office. Hmm. Down from 6.4% when I took office 19 months ago. Uh-uh, 15, 15 months ago. Yeah. But... If you're keeping track at home. It seems like 19 years. Yeah. Maybe he's closer than we thought. And um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Oh, no. Right? No, we don't get that on top of this other stuff. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. So Biden's like the Lord, you know. One day, thousand years, whatever. Ah, it's just above time. Time, not a Biden concept. Holy no! Cats. Well, he, again, Got it's it. like they walk into the Oval Office and they see him becoming more and more translucent, and he's like yelling out for Doctor Jill to come and help him. You know, he's he's, well, he's like it's happening again. Ago. Yeah, there you go. See, it happens that way. Um, and then during a fundraiser, yeah, uh, he had a little bit of an issue here talking about well how hard it is for people to understand how great they have it in this economy right now right like an artist before their time yeah these people don't know what a treasure i'm giving them maybe generations from now they'll understand exactly well, what i'm worried about now is that we've done one hell of a job but the fact is that because things have moved so rapidly so profoundly it's hard for people to let me just give you a few statistics. Yes. <sighs> See, that a hell of a job. But it moves so fast, these slow people in the United States, they don't get it. Golly. Yeah. It's a one hell of a job. Right. No, you really have it. Okay. Uh, moving from that. Do you think it was like one hell of a job in 19... 19- 32 where he came maybe, from the last maybe, time huh? maybe he just came back from like i don't know like the the just after world war ii that could be well going from that delusion to fauci saying you know people attack me because i'm admired so much yeah. Dude, you gotta the, understand this guy so dr anthony fauci not only says that the cdc should have more legal authority than the federal court system Yes. He, dude, he's Lord Fauci. This is incredible. So during this interview with CNN Plus, 
I just love that he did an interview with CNN Plus that was released the day that it, it was announced that CNN Plus, the streaming network, uh, was getting old yeller less than a month after it launched. Because uh, who would pay to see that? Right. Um, anyway, he did this interview on CNN Plus and says the reason people don't trust him is because he is so admirable. Elements in political elements in society have determined that now they're going to villainize me. So they're going to take the person who was very much admired for reasons of caring for the public health and making it a symbol of everything that's wrong with the world is me. I'm I, I, things like that. I'm taking I'm destroying democracy. I'm taking away people's freedom. No, dude, you lied to people. You flat out freaking lied. You knew what the truth was, and you lied to them, not just about mass, about the entire thing. Oh, and his recommendations yes. killed a lot of people. Or led. And you have family members yeah. that are bent, and rightfully so. That's not even to mention all the parents that had kids that lost their senior year, lost their junior year, college students, well, I didn't get to experience this after I spent all this money. And you want to say, well, you know, it's politicized and, and it's, you know, I'm so admired. Give me a break, short man. I'm doing all kinds of crazy things. I should criminalize me, arrest me, kill me, hang me, whatever they want to do. They that, kill you, but you should go up in front of a jury and answer questions, yes. That led to a lot of death threats, which is the reason why Whoa. I have, to have oh, security. That's too bad. But it, it Where's is the purely a reflection of profound and really unfortunate divisiveness in society. Now, I'll tell you what, if you're the one that's funding a virus that kills millions of people worldwide and you're going to whine that you get a few death threats, that kind of comes with the territory, dude. You want sympathy? Yeah. He's get lost. Put down the cross. We need the wood. All right. Stop it. New mass mandate, you know, back in Philly. Whoop, wait. Gone again. Is that right, David? Just... Grand open and grand closing again on the old mask mandate in yeah, Philly? Yeah, we finally found something that didn't last as long as CNN Plus. There you go. What was that? The Philly mask mandate. Oh, it was, it was they, shorter. Oh, yeah, They, right. they put it in place. And like a day later, right? Uh, and it, just a couple days later, hmm. they're saying, okay, we're going to back off of this because there's been so much backlash. I think, Weird how that's the benchmark now. Did it last longer than CNN Plus? Yeah. That's the benchmark. Well, now, I mean, yeah. seriously, we've gotten to the point where people are, are done with this. If you yeah. want to wear your mask, wear your mask, whatever. You want to go get yes. eight boosters, yeah. get eight boosters, no, whatever. Yeah. But did MSNBC really say DeSantis actually did all right with COVID? Yeah, this must have been a shock to the MSNBC audience. Uh, Chuck Todd, Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd, and Whoa. former Bernie and Biden official Simone Sanders admitted that, yeah, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida uh, actually looks pretty good after COVID. Wow. Sit back and put your political strategy aside. When you watch, you do, this is a guy who's unafraid to put his hand on the hot stove. Unafraid. And and one could argue that much has been, I was critical of Governor DeSantis, still am, uh, during um, the height of COVID. But if you really look at the numbers, Florida actually... Came He's out got a story all, to tell. He, all right. he has a story yeah, to the tell. the economy is strong. And the economy is strong. Oh, my gosh. Did someone say you guys got to get in touch with reality fast or you're going to lose your jobs? Well, she did. What go, happened? She she did go on to say, well, I don't like some of these bills or whatever, uh, so we don't need to heap too much praise on Ron DeSantis. Still, just to come that far is something. Yeah. 
And for entertainment's sake, David, you have a piece of audio of an actor. Yes. Well, a group of actors decided to try out Shakespeare, but done in a southern accent. And this is just a palate cleanser. I think this is incredible. Never heard it. Go for it. Now is the winner of our discontent. Made glorious summer by the son of York. And all the clouds that lowered upon our house in the deep bosom of the ocean buried. Yes. Now are our brows bound with victorious wreaths. <laughs> mm-hmm. Our bruised arms hung up for monuments. Our stern alarms changed to merry meetings. Our dreadful marches to delightful measures. We need more of that. Coming up. And the juveniles attacking a woman in Boston. Latest on that straight ahead. Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, you remember that story you brought yesterday? It was out of Boston, and it was a 20-year-old woman that got beaten up badly by a bunch of teens. Yeah. And well, it was because this female had braids. Yeah, she had braids, and they thought she was white. Not, not that that would make it okay anyway, but for the record, she's Hispanic. She's not white. No. But... As they're kicking her and assaulting her in the street in broad daylight, um, they're saying, you white be, you know, talking about how she had braids. Yeah. Yes. And that's why they were beating her like that. And I don't know. You saw the video, right, David? Yeah. Yeah. I did, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's brutal. It is brutal. And, okay, so they're beating her up because of her race and because she had braided her hair. That falls under hate crime, doesn't it? Well, it should, yeah. W- will it? I don't know. By the left's rules? Yeah. I mean, by, by, by the by law. law. That's, yeah. yeah. Right? So, I mean, certainly that should be part of the story. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Did you see all the networks on this today? No. <sighs> really? Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't see it anywhere. As a matter of fact, I happened to see this story at WCVB in Boston. I can play you a little bit of the story. Um, you'll hear part of the anchor and then a woman that witnessed it. New video shows the disturbing attack in downtown Crossing. A 20-year-old woman beaten and kicked by a group of juveniles while she's already down. One of them as young as 12 years old. That was baffling, honestly. It was incredible to see that because I've never seen any type of thing like that in my life ever. Okay, so it goes in the story talking about, talking about the Macy's in that area. They had received reports of a huge fight. And, yeah, then you see the video of this woman getting pummeled. And what's weird is um, they never mention anything about race in this at all. No. This is apparently beaten because of her hairstyle. That's it. Right. I know. We can play imaginary games every once in a while, right? Let's just imagine... This was a group of white teens beating a person of color who was female. I'm guessing that's the lead on the Today Show. 
Oh yeah, if it's a if it's a twenty year old black woman who has like just to try to carbon copy this a little bit, uh, this scenario who has blonde hair, let's say, and they're like, you can't have blonde hair because you're black, and they're beating her up in the street. Oh my god! Holy crap! We're having a massive national conversation right now. And honestly, I wouldn't even mind the conversation. Say, yeah, that can't happen. But it shouldn't happen with any race mm-hmm. when that's what motivates the beating. But, oh, you you can't talk about that. Right. It's just about, uh, like, stop Asian hate. Except we're not going to cover it at all when it's blacks beating up Asians or sucker punching some old Asian lady on the street. It's or just pushing him in front of a train. Yes. Yeah. Then that story's going to mm-hmm. go away. Yeah. By the way, you see all the continued coverage on the New York City subway shooting? No. What? You mean that story's been gone for a while? Yeah. I haven't seen anything what? about it. Right. Heck, you say. How is that? Yeah, dude's actually a terrorist. And nothing. No. Our media is a freaking disgrace. Just leave it at that. My goodness, man. Um, Here's one from the not-so-surprising file. People with kids are more likely to have road rage. There's a number of ways I guess you can look at that. There's a lot of pressure being a parent of young kids. So what do you mean by that? You well, think I mean, you know, you're easily easier to snap, I suppose. <laughs> well, I, I would look at it from the perspective of if you've got kids in the back seat, yeah, yes. you, you have a little bit more stress, but you've also got a lot to lose in the back seat. And so if yeah. somebody's weaving in and out of traffic or some idiot on a crotch rocket motorcycle is like weaving in between lanes going 80 miles an hour or whatever, uh, yeah, that, that pisses you off a lot more. Yeah. Agreed. That's the way I thought of it. Um, it says 53% of people with kids under 18 have road rage compared to 46% of people without kids. Not that big of a discrepancy. But I know I've lost it. There's two different times that I can really think of. Um, one was in the snow, and it was like this overpass situation. And it, I saw a guy, he was coming up behind me. And he was trying to test out how slick the road was, like kind of weave in and out. Well, then he's going to pass me. Oh, boy. And then he loses control, and it's donuts. And I'm, like, pumping the brake to try to avoid the crash. And then he comes to a stop. And, I mean, it was, dude, in that moment. This is a scary thing I know for a lot of people. I was already out of the car and right right in front of his window, I mean, like that. Oh, my. I had all my three little kids in the car, you know? That's funny because there was a blind pullout, and I did the this same thing. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. So you had a you, no, but I did. I pulled out in front of a guy, and he and it was snowing, couldn't see, and he hit, he hit, and he slid, and he spun around like a circle in the road, and he got gets out, and he starts walking towards me. So I just get out and start walking towards him, and immediately I'm like, I'm sorry, man, that's on me. <laughs> I mean, right away because I'm yeah. like, I got to defuse this because the guy's pissed. I get it, right. And he's like, no, it's okay. All right, it happens, you know. I wouldn't have been mad if the guy just lost control because it's the weather conditions. He was already jacking around. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. He was apologetic. Yeah, well. My kids don't have much memory of it that's come up before. That's good. We've never heard Dad use bad language hey, before. Daddy almost yeah. went to jail. I wasn't going to do anything crazy. Right. All right. Florida Surgeon General says, no, you shouldn't castrate kids. Next.
The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, uh, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp. For the most part, got his voice back. And there's the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Yeah, David sounds pretty good today. A little raspy, but not bad. Sad story today, man. Yeah. Really sad. Infuriating at the same time. Because this didn't have to happen. That's right. It doesn't have to happen. Biden could put a stop to this kind of crap in an instant. But they're not doing it. And this has to do with the southern border. Uh, Texas National Guard soldier, according to Fox News's uh, Bill Malugin, who's been doing great work on the border, um, uh, Texas National Guard soldier has drowned while trying to rescue illegal immigrants in uh, a river. Well, I assume that's the Rio Grande that they're talking about. Fox News wrote it up as just a river near the border. So, okay. But Bill Malugin said it was in the Rio Grande. Um, so, yeah, they have recovered a body at the scene uh, in Eagle Pass. Um, you're going to see this kind of stuff play out, and it's going to get worse in a month when Title 42 is lifted. Because it... it the whole problem with the Title 42 thing, one, it's stupid. Any tool you can have to stop the all-out invasion at our southern border is one you should use. All of, of course. them. Title 42 is one of those. Is it the single most effective way of combating illegal immigration? No, of course not. It's not. But with the lifting of that, we already know this for a fact. There are tens of thousands of people who are getting ready to cross that border as soon as that is lifted. There are hundreds of thousands of people who are getting ready to make a trip because human traffickers are telling them with the lifting of Title 42, you can come in. They'll take that pebble of truth and, you know, let it gather enough moss to where it seems like uh, it's just a free-for-all at the border. And and people are seeing the images at the border that have been going on for more than a year now. And people are very well aware outside of this country that it is already very close to a free-for-all. They're doing they, this. They want it to happen, David. They are putting so many lives in, in jeopardy, and not mm-hmm. just men and women who serve in uniform, people who are here to protect our nation. But well, the migrants themselves, of course, there's a reason why this guy was going into the water. Yes. They don't care how many people die, get hurt. They don't care how many people get raped, get kidnapped, get tortured. We just saw last night video of a kid that was just left abandoned right at the border. Yeah. To try to make it across. They don't care. That's the whole thing. That's the only logical conclusion you can come to. I mean that. I mean, if there's another way to think about it, please let me know. Everybody knows exactly what's going on there, right? And you know that you have the power to stop it, but you don't. Well, when they quit seeing this as a political asset, then I I would think it would change because you're already seeing that change happening. Well, you're. But this is no longer a political asset. What's going to happen is the midterms are going to happen. Yeah. They'll see that they're losing Hispanics, and then suddenly Democrats are going to get real tough on the border. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Which is despicable because a lot of it people is. are no, going to die but as this a is result all, of this. this is all political expediency. This is all gaining voters. Yes. They think this is the way to do it. But the other part of it is it's not just the left. No. 
I mean, legacy media could really do something about it. Sure. If they started really reporting news and letting their viewers know, because we know there are a lot of people that will never see an independent journalist or anyone from a conservative point of view. They'll just dismiss it so they really don't know what's going on. So if you had legacy media just report on it to let people know this is happening, and not only is it a threat to the country, but to the people that are trying to come in, then the polling is already in favor of people that want to secure the border. It would be upside down if legacy media, again, would just do their job, but they won't do it. I mean, dude, it's Ukraine all the time. And yes, that is a catastrophe. It's tragic. There are things going on in our own country. If we don't pay attention, we're not going to have a country left. And back to January 6th, it's the same stuff from these people over and over. I couldn't believe that when I'm just seeing what legacy is going to cover today. January 6th, Kevin McCarthy, he wanted Trump to resign. Who's surprised by that? And you had Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez at, what, a town hall meeting with constituents talking about January 6th. It was a trial run. Trial run? They're coming back. Oh, I see. Did you see this story? Trial run? How could it possibly be a trial run? Right. Because they've already, here's the thing, you've already, they, they've already said it was like 9-11. They've already said it was like Pearl Harbor. Those two massive events were not trial runs. Well, this isn't on logic and facts, David. This is on emotion. It's what the left runs on. Listen. You lose the house. This is no joke. January 6th was a trial run. And a lot of people don't seem to understand that. It was a trial run. Well, no one understands it because it's nonsensical. Right. And they're going to come back. And they win the House. Who's Here's they? The, thing, the technicality of what happened on January 6th. The only reason it wasn't worse was because Democrats had the House and they didn't have the votes in the House. That makes sense? They would have I mean, overturned the election. Wait, was, was there a... Uh... A vote in the House to let the QAnon shaman stay? Well, there would have been if they would have had the House, because the QAnon shaman would, in fact, been in power and been the new president. Okay? Right. If the Democrats did not have control at that time. So she's saying that the Republic was saved by that, and her constituents need to know. Because the next time... Yeah, that guy, the QAnon shaman, will be president. Yes, he will. Uh huh. If they take the if they take the house, then they have the votes to not authorize and legitimize the presidential election, whatever the results are. Mm-hmm. And so this is very serious. I'm sorry, but in the last 22 years, up until this past election, yes. it was routine for one political party. To vote against certifying an election. And who would that be? That would Survey be the Democrats. Says. That would be the Democrats. Correct. 22 years later, they're still whining about Bush v. Gore. Most people who are whining about it don't even know what that case was about. They just think, oh, somehow Fox News and Jeb Bush and George W. Bush stole well, the election. Y- y- it was like... It was... <laughs> so, like, you know... Yeah. And then in 2004... <laughs> What was it? It was it Ohio, I think, or one, I forget what state, which state it was now that Democrats were saying, oh, yeah, George W. Bush stole that. Yeah. 
they were asking, and there was a serious push. This was an all-out attempted coup. In 2016 to get the Electoral College to change its mind before formally voting on the president of the United States, which was Donald Trump at the time, not to mention the fact that Democrats weaponized the intelligence community in order to try to paint Donald Trump, the duly elected president of the United States, out to be a Russian spy. They did. You people can jam it with this QAnon shaman crap. Well, listen, man, you're dealing with all your facts and all your highfalutin logic, okay? Sometimes we need idea people. If we want to reduce the number of people in our jails, the answer is to stop building more of them. See? Groundbreaking ideas. Yeah. Visionaries. Okay? You know, As a hard... woman or any menstruating person, person in this country. That's who we need. Let me tell Very you. difficult to go through life never, ever being right. <laughs> never, <laughs> ever. the anger. I don't know. Uh, thanks to our friends at KFIZ, uh, especially Randy. Uh, this story happened in, in their neck of the woods. Maybe you saw this. Michelle Obama's nephews were booted from school. It's a sad story uh, because their parents filed a racism complaint. Okay. Hmm. Have you heard about this story? No. This is interesting. Uh, this would be Michelle Obama's brother. He used to coach basketball. Oh, yeah, that guy. Um, it, well, their kids, uh, 11 and 9, were booted out of their private school. And so this is a lawsuit now. Well, Craig Robinson, that's Michelle Obama's brother, said they retaliated against two young boys. You know, and so they put him on Good Morning America to say this all started as a lot of parents when we heard what was going on in the classroom because of COVID. There was repeated use of racial and ethnic stereotypes that were in actual assignments. The use of the word plantation and things of that nature. Well, sometimes that's used to describe you know, the era, what was going on at a given time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Robinson added, in addition to the racial and ethnic stereotypes, there was an insensitivity to socioeconomic status, as well as a disregard for the children who weren't physically um, there in the classroom. And so you're wondering, okay, well, geez, why did they boot the kids out of school? Well, the school now is painting a different picture, saying, uh, okay, the Robinson parents repeatedly engaged in disrespectful and demanding communications with and about our teachers and administrators. Um, in the termination letter that the school sent to the Robinsons, they said, it has only become more evident that there has been a complete breakdown in your family's trust of and respect for our school. Um, and in the statement, the school said they had engaged in bullying that was detrimental to the school's operations. You know, we cannot and will not tolerate persistently disrespectful, bullying, and harassing behavior dedicated to our devoted and hardworking teachers and administrators. So, like, who do you think you are? You don't get to talk to people that way. You don't rule this thing. Are you telling me that the nephews of Barack Obama felt entitled? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's possible. Golly. And here's a new study, completely different topic. I don't know if you believe it or not. But this was at SMU, Southern Methodist. Uh, it says that swinging your arms when you run isn't really necessary. They timed athletes while they ran 30-meter sprints and had them, you know, run normal. And then again with their arms crossed in front of them. They said, okay, it made a difference, but barely, just 0.08 seconds slower. 
Hmm. Remember when you were taught you, you got to have the arm motion when you're sure. sprinting, that sort of thing? Yeah. So, well, not so much. I think it would be a balance issue. To help with the balance. Yeah. But then you've got center there if you've right. got it right there. Yeah, rather than, I don't know. That's just me. Maybe that's, I'm wrong. I want to see video. I want to see someone win a race that way. Just straight down arms? That's No, across the, across across your, across oh, the across front the and run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a different sort of look. I don't know. I kind of want to see that, too, though. Yeah. You know, you've heard different people say, listen, I know it's good exercise to be a fast walker. Mm-hmm. You know, just to walk, but you're swinging your arms. And people have said there's just no way to look cool doing it. Right. I'm just asking, do you look cooler if you're doing the fast walk with your arms crossed? No, you look like a complete idiot. <laughs> Nobody's going to laugh yeah. at you, though, because you might also be unhinged. Right. <laughs> All right. Oh, we got to get to the Florida Surgeon General. Said, no, you shouldn't castrate kids. That is next. Robin show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, update David Van Camp. Uh, well, Bill Malugin at Fox News has been reporting that a Texas National Guard soldier drowned while trying to rescue uh, migrants who had been swept away in the Rio Grande near Eagle Pass. The Texas Army National Guard uh, has, or I should say the Texas Military Department has now put out a statement saying that he is listed as missing right now. Okay. That they have not recovered a body. It's just so infuriating that it doesn't have to be this way. I mentioned uh, the Florida Surgeon General, and that is uh, Joseph Ladapo, who's done a great job, in my opinion. He doesn't care about the pressure. He's going to stand up for what's right for people. As you know, as far as federal health guidelines if your kid is experiencing gender dysphoria, well, you've heard it from the president before, for crying out loud. That would be. To parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. Of course, what does that mean, affirming? Yeah, start taking puberty blockers, sure. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mutilate the genitals, sure. Top off surgery for a young female. So, on Tucker's show last night, the Florida. Surgeon General was talking about, yes, we've rejected the federal guidelines because of, well, sanity. We're rejecting the guidelines because we think they're harmful to kids. And I I mean, I I say that both as a professional, as the Surgeon General of the state, but also really on a personal level. I mean, you look at the scientific evidence that the Biden administration has based this recommendation on, and it's, I mean, it's so thin, it's appalling. And to be making such a, you know, such a really a powerful recommendation. I mean, this is not trivial. These are not trivial interventions. These are major interventions, major life-saving, pardon me, major life-changing interventions. Yes. With such little data. I, I honestly don't know what's happening over there, but we, you know, here in Florida with Governor DeSantis, we can't stay silent when, you know, when recommendations that make no sense are in fact likely to be harmful are being made. Right. And one of the stats he brought up, I know, talked about several times, it was refreshing to hear 
because you think about it, you want to do the best you can by the kid, right? Mm-hmm. What's best for them? When adolescents express an interest in being another gender, you know, feeling that they're not in the right body, believe it or not, eight out of ten, about eight out of ten of these children will essentially stop having that desire, stop feeling that way later in adolescence or in young adulthood. And that was before the social contagion that we're seeing right now. People are starting to question their gender as a kid because they're being influenced that way at school, online. It's freaking terrible. So thumbs up to that dude for keeping it sane. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's about time to set up our Big Friday Five. That's the countdown that we do every Friday. Oh, yeah. I was a little surprised. Were you? Yes, I was, because we were trying to figure out what to do for this countdown, and you mentioned it's Earth Day, Scott. Yeah, it's Earth Day. You're like, we should celebrate somehow, some way. I, th- I think so. We were going to plant a tree, but we decided against that. Well, you'd have to actually do something. This way yeah. we could just do world songs. <laughs> Earth songs are okay. Right. Done it. But world songs, it's been a long time. So the best songs of all time with world in the title. Oh, yeah. Okay, so thanks. Good stuff. How big a hit this song, or how iconic does it stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally like it? And if you want to get in early, the number is 210-619-2053. The Friday Five World Songs, next, right here. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Let's do this. Friday Five Time. It's our countdown we do every Friday. It always starts just like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Okay, our countdown to Friday Five. Robbins made the suggestion. It's Earth Day. Let's face it, it means nothing to you. But you're like, hey, we could do world songs. What do you mean it means nothing to me? Are you, ta- are you saying me to me? Yes. Oh, that it, Earth Day means nothing to me? Yes. Well, it means something to me. What does it mean? I planted trees when I was a kid in school. We all always planted a tree. Okay, today? I'm planting no trees today, no. <laughs> the number to call if you want to get in, 210-619-2053. Our countdown, sometimes we're just looking for an excuse for a countdown. You suggested world songs. That's what we have. Yeah, world songs. Some good stuff. How big was the song? Does it stand the test of time? How much do you like it? It all comes together. Here's our five. It's a little flawed, but we'll get right to it, David. Oh, my. What? Go ahead, David. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start off with Corey. Hey, Corey. Yes. Hey, man, what's up? Yeah, free world. Keep on rocking in the free world? Yeah. Neil All Young. right. Neil Young. Yeah. yeah.
Unless your opinion doesn't, you know, align with mine. Then stop rocking in the free world and cancel Joe Rogan. Up yours, Neil Young. Not in my five. But it wasn't rough. I like the song. Doesn't it sound a little hollow? Well, I don't just necessarily align myself with the plaid shirt wearing Neil Young's politics, but. Okay. That's fine. All right. His life's over anyway. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, he married Rosanna Arquette. No, he didn't. It was Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah, rather. I'm sorry. He married Daryl Hannah. It's over. What's wrong with Daryl Hannah? She ruins careers of people. Like who? Jackson Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm not even going to dignify that. Just roll on, David. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to David in Hillsborough. Hey, David. Well, happy Friday, gentlemen. We love David. Hey, David. What you thinking, man? Notice how the president didn't stay in what's left of our downtown here in Portland. No, he didn't. Shocking. No, I didn't that. Do that. Oh, yeah. did you also see that when he went to Seattle, they uh, cleared out a homeless camp that was near the hotel he was going to be speaking at? <laughs> Uh, I thought he, I thought he stayed in his jet, but whatever. <laughs> what are you thinking today, David? What I got for you is a little satchmo. What a wonderful world! <laughs> I love David <laughs> and Louis too. Number, go ahead. Number three, and I'm into myself. <laughs> what a wonderful. Iconic, there's no doubt about it. It's a test of timer. I thought my daughter was joking when they said they were gonna play it at the wedding. She had never heard our bit on it before. Oh, dude, I'll never forget that because I'm watching you and I'm like, he can't, he won't. That's what I walked her down the aisle. I know, and I just thought you would turn at some point in time and I maybe wanted to so bad. would catch me out of the corner of your eye and go, I'm thinking of Anyway. I, I, I actually, I was, I'm like, he won't, right? It's his daughter. He can't. He won't. She made me promise. I'm like, he might. I don't know. Golly. Maybe a regret. Anyway, uh, now back to the countdown, David. Uh, I see D-A-N-A in Franklin, Virginia. Greetings, Dominic. <laughs> this is Dana, the only computer voice that is on the show with Mark Lee and Robin. Yes. For those that don't know the reference, David just got his voice back. Earlier in the week, he had to use a computerized voice, which we were referring to as Dana Van Camp yeah. because it's a female voice. Do not mock me. I'm getting requests for you. <laughs> I, uh, you know. You I don't do a good girl voice. That's <laughs> good. Well, thanks for checking in, Dana. She I will not be mocked. I will mock, mock you. After watching administration push against the status in Florida, passing the anti-groomer law, I now have a name for those that promote child grooming practices in school. Yeah. They are called, yes, they are called pedophiles enacting rotten, vile, evil, repulsive tactics or perverts. <laughs> oh, nice. Well nice. played, Dana. I like that. Yeah. Makes sense to me. <laughs> And for yeah, your song today? I heard, I heard a Peter, Peter Ducey ask Jen Jen 
what gives the administration right to mandate masks? She said it's because we are the world. <laughs> uh, USA for Africa. For the record, there's only one man on this radio show that inflicted that pain on the world yes, time after time after time. That was Scott Robinson. Hot rotation, man. Yep. Yes. A bunch of artists in America said, hey, those guys in Europe are cool with Band-Aid. Maybe we can do that. Oh, there's Bruce. They recorded while he was actually in the restroom. (laughs) You can tell. Pass the stone? Maybe. (laughs) Okay, so far for songs with world in the title. We have number three, Louis Armstrong, and a couple of honorable mentions, but looking for one, two, four, and five. Back to it, David. We got Johnny and Zelina. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> oh, happy Friday, brothers. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Doing? doing great. Hey, I, I got to pass off. I got to pass off the microphone to a friend of mine. He doesn't really call too much because he's kind of sucky with phones. Uh, it doesn't make any sense because I'm pretty sure he's a genius. But he likes to remain in anonymity, so I'm going to call him Stephen H. But he had something he wanted to tell to David Van Camp. Here, here okay. Let me hold the phone up to it. Hello, David. <laughs> My name is Steve. I'd I- like to talk to your sister. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds like one hot foxy lady. If you could give me her digits, I would appreciate it. I'd like to turn our 32 bits into a 64. <laughs> I'm sorry now. He's he's kind of vulgar. All right, I apologize, guys. Terrible. I didn't expect oh. him to make some kind of comment like that. I apologize. I, oh, I do have a response well, here. Okay. You have a response to, okay. to that guy. Yeah. yeah all right. You sound hot. Stay on the line and I'll get your info. Oh, crap. <laughs> I think he's moving a little bit. Wow, that's nuts. He hasn't done that in like 30 years. Anyway. Now, I've got some other help today, and I want to bring him on the phone. I've got a whole bunch of people here with me in heaven right now. So, here, let me get somebody. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> so, what I'm going to do is REM. It's the end of the way. Actually, hold on. This is in. This is because of Joe Biden's presidency and his daddy, Barack Hussein Obama, and how they're fundamentally changing America. So we're going to go with the it's the end of the world as we know it, the REM. <laughs> Thanks, John. Awesome. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. Yes. I will mention there. Thank you, Johnny. Okay. Greatest world songs of all time. Who's up next, David? Uh, we got John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Happy Friday. John, John. good to hear from you. What's going on? Got got the unenviable task of following Johnny and Salina. But, yeah. oh, Johnny, good good bit today. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. And he also took my song, as usual, but I have backups. And uh, today I'm going with a former number one. Maybe it'll uh, score for me again. Tears for fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. That is a walk-off. Number one. Huge hit. Test of time. Huge. I think 
everybody on the show likes this song. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I really like this song. I mean, it sounds a little dated, but it's, it's a well-done song. It really is. Yes. You ready to feel old, Robin? It was an eight current. For me? Two years before Van Camp was born. I know. I've been playing this thing every 90 minutes. <laughs> While his mom was in contractions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, we still got to get to number two. Uh, and number four and number five. Songs with World in the title. The number, 210-619-2053. And we'll wrap it up in just a few right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's the Friday Five. Mm-hmm. Countdown we do every Friday today. Robin suggested it for Earth Day. Songs with World in the title. And, yeah, that was number three right there. What a wonderful world. Tears for Fierce is number one, and everybody wants to rule the world. We're still looking for number two, number four, and number five. That's great honorable mentions as well. And back to the countdown, David. Uh, let's talk to Mark. Hey, Mark. Mark. Do we lose him? I see David hanging oh. up on Mark. <laughs> hey, no. Hey, oh. uh, Scotty, this is Mark. I met you at the studio this morning. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, how are you, man? <laughs> I got I snuck in. Hey, David Bowie did it first, and I think did it better. But uh, Nirvana made a hit out of it, The Man Who Sold the World. You know what we can do? Yeah. Double shot on the Friday Five of Man Who Sold the World. Nirvana, David Bowie. Honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are you guys doing this morning? Just hanging out? He wrote a book. I was uh, talking to him about a book he just finished writing. Awesome. So he's getting it for sale. He's an author. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mike in Las Vegas. Hey, Mike. Hey. Happy Friday, gentlemen. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you checking in. What you thinking? Um, my song today is um, New World Man by Rush. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was very close. To make it the five. What is he, Dad? What is he? I'm glad that you were waving the rush flag there. Yeah. Because you kind of hosed him in the past. Well, and this one was a legitimate top 40 record. The only one they ever so, had. So what does that have to do with anything? Well, I mean, hit-wise, it was a bigger hit. Hit or iconic. And uh, I I, uh, I, personally really, really like the song. I know a lot of Rush people don't. It's not their favorite song, but I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. So. Yeah. You like them going in a different direction. No, I didn't necessarily like them going in a different direction, but there were bits and pieces of that era okay. that I did like, sure. and that was one of them, so... Yes. Yeah. Okay, who's next, David? We got Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hi, guys. Happy Friday and weekend. Yeah, you too, Mary. 
She's thinking okay, today. Okay, so today I have Waiting on the World to Change by John Mayer. Man, we were talking about this yeah, yesterday. We were. Yeah. Well, it was a big hit. Yeah. For weeks and weeks. And honestly, I don't know what you say for test of time. It seems like it's there. It's around, yeah. Yeah. That was right there. It seemed like there were a couple of songs like that that were harder to sort of grade on test of time. But yeah, that good song. Well, I don't think anybody's going to guess number four. Will they, David? Well, we'll see. we got a couple of callers pending. All right. Go ahead. Uh, let's talk to Wes. Hey, Wes. What's up, guys? Hey, Wes. Thanks for checking in. I've never written a book, so I feel bad. <laughs> so, I'm right there with you. Dude, back in, uh, we'll just say it was Ronald Reagan's first term. I rode a motorcycle in February an hour to go see this band because there was going to be this chick there that I wanted to get with. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember her name nowadays, but uh, <laughs> Color My World from Chicago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Slow Color dance. Color My World with oh, love. Did you ever use that tune for the ladies, Scott? I don't. I probably did. I just don't remember it. Got it. All right. Just curious. This was that easy to dance to, Waltzy Sunny. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk to Larry in Eugene, Oregon. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey, guys. Hey, good talking to you. Um, so I was thinking of uh, probably my favorite band, Journey, Separate Ways, Worlds Apart. Worlds Apart. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Number four. I was curious if anyone would think of it as Worlds Apart. Most just know it as Separate Ways. Oh, you know where I just heard the song the other day? grocery store. Nope. Where? Trailer for Stranger Things 4. Oh, really? Yes. Used a lot in the Really, trailer. really bad video. <laughs> that doesn't age well at all. No. They're all embarrassed by that. That's terrible. Yeah. But yeah, that was a big song for Journey. Yep. Spring 83. Yep. Okay, still looking for number two, right? Yeah. And number let's, five. Uh, let's talk to James. Hey, James. Hey. Yeah, James. Joy to the world, three dog drives. Yep. Oh, number two. Second album I ever had. Yeah, I love this song. It is one of the most. It is one of the ultimate feel-good songs. Yes, totally agree. Yep. There's always something kind of edgy about them. A little rocky. I think that was the attraction when I was five years old. Honestly, those guys seem cool. Yeah. Not bad. Two first albums of my life, Johnny Cash and Three Dog Night. No, you're on the right path. Lost your way at some point. What are you talking about? Oh, we got to get to number five. Number five, by the way. Number five. I like that song. Big for the police. Now, that test of time is one you could question. Is it still around? People still going? But... There's your five. That's a pretty solid five. This is the Martin Van Camp and Robin Show. Now, we can get to some of the honorable mentions that maybe you know, but maybe forgot about, or Oh, the World I Know from Fighting Soul. It's a great song. Yes. 
know, another one that is a test of time. I don't think it's much of a test of time, but I think at least a couple of us thought it was a great song. It was Duran Duran. Really good song. It really you never hear anywhere. Ordinary World. I don't even like that, but I like, really like this song. Yeah. And maybe I'm the only one here that, like... I like it. I wouldn't say it was the best Van Hagar, but it's fun. I like it. Yeah. Good countdown. All right, you ready for your top three stories today? Yeah, let's do it. The Scott Robbins trifecta and a news update next. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to Robbins trifecta, news update, David Van Camp. Uh, Joe Biden is talking about Earth Day right now. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, he, again, he is able to explain the majesty of planet Earth and the environment that we all enjoy in such a unique way. Oh, man. And I I am, I find it to be very inspiring. I'll just say that. Here is... President Joe Biden. You know, our natural wonders uh, are, uh, you know, inspire and the the reflection inspires our to take action. You know, um, uh, oh boy. God, that's painful. That's, again, the words are being hurled at him 100 miles an hour. You got a shield and you're fighting him off and bouncing away. Was this off teleprompter? Well, it has to be, right? Uh,. I'm guessing. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's off teleprompter like there isn't. No, that is a teleprompter. That that is a teleprompter. Oh, my gosh. So that's what it sounds like. And you know how he starts squinting like he can't quite see it? Right. Holy mackerel, man. How much longer does this go? Are, uh, you know, inspire and the the reflection inspires our to take action. You know, um, Hey, whiz. Golly, come on. Can we stop pretending? Can we just stop it? This really is a natural, this is a national disaster we have going on right it now. Is. This is unbelievable. And shame on Dr. Jill and his family for not going, Dad, it's time to go home. Oh, no, they're all money-grubbing. E- absolutely right. Bottom feeders, basically. Yes. <laughs> I, okay. His ne'er-do-well brother and his kid and... Just propping him up. This is that's so unbelievable. Well, I mean, that sounds like someone that's like in college having this philosophical conversation, but they're so hammered they can't get the thought. Right, they're that, honestly. That's what it sounds right. like. Our, uh, you know, inspire and the, the reflection inspires our to take action. You know. Um, okay, uh, and John Kerry spoke also. Oh yeah, John Kerry did an interview with Bloomberg, and uh, the reporter oh. from Bloomberg. Is, you know, John Kerry, he's got some made up position in the White House and climate envoy or some nonsense like that. Right. Um, yeah, flying around the world in a, in a, in a private jet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lecturing people on green weenie stuff. Yeah. Talking about how, you know, cattle need, uh, cattle ranch operations need to be knocked down. And there's a big cattle rancher. I don't know if you saw this that said, you know, for your flights, if you take one, 
cross-country flight that uses enough fuel for us to power our operation for a year. That's outstanding. Good for him. So what is he talking about in this clip? Uh, In this clip, it's about, well, we need to use electric vehicles, okay? I'm still on that. Okay, go ahead. So right now, those solar wind buildings, (laughs) the projections are not where you would like to see them. How can we get them there? The projections for the build-outs for solar and wind. Well, the International Energy Association uh, Agency tells us that in order to meet the goals by 2030 of a 45 to 50 percent reduction, we have to be deploying renewables five times faster than we are today. Five times faster. We have to be shutting coal plants five times faster. We have to be deploying electric vehicles 22 times faster. We are behind. You're getting it right from the horse's mouth. Yeah, that's John. Hey, John, why the long face? (laughs) You love that one. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) He was. I despise that guy. I know you do. I loathe that guy. I know. I know. Okay. This is... The hypocrisy knows no bounds. It really does. He's just what a hacky hack he is. Are you ready for your hangs on? Doesn't he just get one government job after another? Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Sometimes Robbins gets going. On one of these guys, I can't stop. All right, time for Robin's top three stories of the day. We do it every day at this time with help from his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, Casey, it's Friday, buddy. (laughs) Scott. Yes. I'm ready. All right. Three. Uh, Hillary Clinton rails against free speech. Oh, did you see this? Uh, Hillary tweeted out, for too long, for too long in this country, tech platforms have amplified disinformation and extremism. (laughs) With, <laughs> I know, right? With no accountability. The EU is poised to do something about it. I urge our transatlantic allies to push the Digital Services Act. they got to push it across the finish line and bolster global democracy before it's too late. <laughs> no, she's, she's not laughing as she says that. That's with a straight face. You literally, literally... <laughs> purchased a fake Russian dossier and pushed it out as disinformation during the presidential campaign. People should and do, uh, trust me. No, they don't. They loathe you. I'm very disappointed. No, they, they hate you. They don't dis- dislike you a little. Well, they I, hate you. Wow, after, after that rant, Scott, I would like to sincerely offer my, condol- uh, my condolences to you for your upcoming suicide. Golly. Yeah. You keep that talk up. Gosh, lighten up, guys. I will not. <laughs> Gosh, dang. No, I saw the story, too. Wasn't it? It's, an, it's the disinformation. They do, they say these the things. The dossier. Right. You paid for it. Your people put it out. It's unreal. You've been okay. doing this your entire life. You've been doing this. What difference does it make? Yeah. And we're going to hear the number one uh, very soon. Well, we will. Sorry, Casey. Got two. Sidetracked. Uh, number two. So... Uh, CNN tried to launch this paid streaming service, CNN Plus, and and it failed. (laughs) A lot of us were laughing about the failure because CNN sucks. Right. right? They are. They're horrible people. It's like, yeah, they launched this big product. They can't get a million viewers overall in primetime, but somehow people are going to pay for an extra service from CNN. Okay. 
Now, a producer from the network said people were being a little too mean. Yeah, and she s- tweeted out, uh, Ellie Smith, she's upset. She said, PSA, if you're going to tweet something snarky about CNN+, Plus, hundreds of journalists and technicians who did nothing but work their tails off just had the rug pulled out from under them. So be kind. Christy Nome tweets back, now you know how those Keystone XL pipeline workers felt. Oh. Burn, baby, burn. Well, I'm, I'm also sorry, but that network has spent the last several years calling me a Nazi. Yeah, they have. Calling right. me deplorable. Yep. So and lying to you. So, yes, if you fall on hard times economically, I'm going to laugh at you because you're part of a toxic news network. I only wish I would have thought of it. That was perfect. Wow. Seriously, when it comes to just flat-out lying to the public. Nobody does it better. <laughs> That's right. Well, I tend to agree with Thank that. Thank you, Casey. All right, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top yeah. three stories of the day, and I think we're already there. And finally, yeah. one. I want to get to this one. Brian Stelter, um, the potato. Now, they, these guys are running. They're trying to figure out how yeah. they're going to cover this CNN Plus thing, right, David? Right, yeah, yeah. Brian Stelter is from CNN, um, yeah. and yeah, he says it's too soon to see whether or not CNN Plus was a success. Yeah, so he's dragging what? these guests on to back him up. And anyway, here we go. Have you seen anything like this happen before in the media business? No. I mean, no. And first of all, I think I'm making history right now. I've never been on a program talking about the demise of that program. <laughs> well, we probably have more viewers now than ever before because there's so much curiosity. And, uh, and there you know, is. It's, let yes, me, it's let like me the, try the out a theory on you. Tour. Let me try out a theory on you, Matt, which is it's too yeah. early to know if this product, if this service was a success or a <laughs> failure. I've, you know, you got all the haters today saying this thing was a failure. I don't know if we can even ever assess that because it just simply didn't have enough time because of the management change in direction. And at the end of the day, if you buy something, if you buy a giant media company, you get to do whatever you want with it. But it does mean there's a lot of suffering uh, for employees and, frankly, disappointment among subscribers as a result. Both of them. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, you had had 10,000 people logging on a day. No, that's a failure. There's only one thought I have in my head. This Mm -hmm. is what happens when you give people prizes for losing and for mediocrity when everybody gets a ribbon or a trophy you end up like stelter it's just too early to know if this was really a success because in the end did we all have fun well no getting your butt kicked isn't fun my god no it's unreal and that's when the tears came (laughs) that's right because we're meanies like when you're when you're monitoring ratings data right you can look at it and say well, there are, there's a shift away. I mean, it doesn't explain why Fox News is lapping the field, but if you want it to be in a state of denial, you could say, well, viewership habits have changed. Our website numbers are really sure. good. So people are just consuming our product in a different way, mm-hmm. right? You could say, okay, I think you're, you're kind of deluding yourself, but you could say that. When you launch a web-based product, that fails to generate 10,000 viewers or consumers a day, that is one of those numbers that you cannot manipulate. That is, a, that, is a, that is proof that your entire brand has been burned to the ground. 
because people don't trust you anymore. People don't care what you have to say anymore, and they're certainly not going to pay extra in general, pay extra to consume whatever it is that you're putting out there. I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard what the rumor is, what they're going to do in the evening with the, with oh, the programming. Yeah. The not Cuomo CNN thing? Plus. I'm oh. talking about CNN with Lemon and Cuomo slot. Well, Lemon's got to go. Have you heard this, David? I've heard Chris Wallace is going to go there. Yes, not just no. Wallace. Not just Wallace, along with Brian Williams. And it'll be like just a news block with those two guys. Yeah, the rumor trying is... Trying to get some sort of credibility that, back to that they're just Brian a Williams news has organization. has none, I, that's the, by the That's way. the thing. He's well, a joke. Yeah, and, and anybody who's an up-and-comer doesn't want to go to CNN right now. No, because it's the death. Oh, man. And there you have it. Yeah. Some guy called Party Man Randy tweeted back to Brian Selter and said, it's too soon to know if the Hindenburg flight was a success or failure. <laughs> Just didn't have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't in the air long enough. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, news update to get to. And Nimrod's in the news, of course, coming up right here. It's really been an honor for me. You bet, buddy. Scott. What? I miss you. <laughs> I guess that's his way of saying have a nice weekend. Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, four Nimrods in the news, news update, David Van Camp. Um, man, I just saw this story across my desk, and it's the second such story that I've seen this week. There was a story earlier this week about a uh, mom and dad who were under arrest for killing their baby mm. with a uh, by feeding it alcohol, uh, and initially the mom said the baby must have gotten alcohol poisoning from breast milk, and... They're like, well, no, that that's not how that works. And it turns out there was liquor in the bottle. Uh, now we go to Baton Rouge, though, where a mother and a grandmother are under arrest because the grandmother allegedly forced a four-year-old girl to drink from a bottle of whiskey while her mother watched. Roxanne Record and her mother, Kaja Record, were arrested. Oh, and the baby's mother, Kaja Record, I mean, were arrested today on a charge of first-degree murder apiece, the baby girl's blood alcohol level was .68. Oh, my gosh. What uh, is wrong with people, man? That's just brutal. Is this where you say electric bleachers? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what I figured. Yeah, you can't live anymore. Sorry. And then you had an update on Biden talking about Earth Day? Yeah, Biden is talking about Earth Day, and he has a bold plan moving forward uh, to help the the earth and it involves brazil oh interesting okay so what we should be doing and i'm trying to get done they're not going to make me like this we should be paying the brazilians not to cut down their forests. we got to cut ours down we got to cut ours down we got the benefit of it because we've got these third world countries not third world some are in africa and in and in uh, south america we got to the, the industrial countries have to help this can't go on, man. No, this can't go on. It can't. Oh, my God. What? It's just a stutter, right? 
No. no of course no, not. No, man, the guy's senile. This this can't. Anytime he's off the chain a little bit, it's Dude, just a disaster. Dude, he can't read a teleprompter. No, it doesn't it's, it's all a disaster. It's disastrous. Oh, my this gosh. This is unreal. All right, let's get to Nimrods. Wow. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Well, this is Robbins. At least one of your worst nightmares it came to life with this person. Okay, woman in her 40s. Mm-hmm. Popular hiking spot on a mountain in Washington, okay. in the state. All right. Seattle News had this. Um, needed to use the bathroom. So there's a spot near the top of the mountain. It's got outhouse style toilets, right? Oh, okay. Big holes cut in them. And, yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. She dropped her phone in the toilet. Oh. Terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. No. But she couldn't just abandon her phone. She decided to reach in, try to grab it, and ended up falling into the toilet head first. Oh, my gosh. That's it. The reoccurring nightmare (laughs) that you've talked about. Right. I'm swimming up, (laughs) and there's, like, corn particles and and just, (laughs) I mean, some papers and... I can't get to the top. I can't break it, and I'm in this thing. And well, once she was in there, she couldn't get back out. Oh gosh! But she did Dang. have her phone again, so she was able to call nine one one. The phone worked. Still inside when the firefighters got there, and they pulled her out. Wow! Oh, they helped spray her down. Gave her a clean white jumpsuit to wear. Sprayed her down. Yeah, they said that she should go to the hospital. She yes. had been exposed to a lot of yes fecal waste shenanigans. Toxic. Yes. yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Figured. They put her in a white suit? Yes. Yeah. So she hoped they. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And the phone works. Yeah. Phone That's works. the new Apple commercial. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, then a couple of guys crashed their truck on 420. 500 pounds of weed. This was central Missouri. Did crazy. It was all over. Yeah, I saw that. In, all you over. You saw yeah, that, right? The interstate, yeah. Yes. And then a woman is claiming she got revenge on a cheating ex by pretending to be a recruiter and put the guy through a month-long job interview. Oh, my gosh. And that's Nimrod's in the news.